राम राम हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे We are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, chapter 11, text 39, and we're at the end of chapter 11, and it describes very nicely, and the title is also Lord Krishna's Entrance into Dwarka. But before we enter into the scriptures, we always like to bring a mood of love and understanding of Krishna, Krishna's nature, not all of it, because we will never be able to understand completely all of it. But one of the important things to understand is the love factor, which is very important. Because if you hear me speak from time to time, it is always in the direction or with concern for the love we have for each other, which is so terribly important right now. Even then, when Krishna was on the planet, it was important. And even more so now that we are in Kali Yuga. It is possible to get through it, but we sometimes have to make some adjustments. And some, uh, how do we say it, um, tolerances sometimes to show the effect of love we have, not only for each other, but for Krishna. So, long story short, by Radha Madhava. Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Jaya Gopi Janavallava Kirivaradari Jaya Gopi Janavallava Kirivaradari Yashura Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yashura Nandana Braja Chararanjanan Yashura 
Yamuna Tira Vanachari Yamuna Tira Vanachari Jairadamadhava Kunjabihari Jairadamadhava Kunjabihari Jai Gopishanavallabha Kirivaradari Jai Gopishanavallabha Kirivaradari Yashura Nanjana Braja Charanjanan Yashura Nanjana Braja Charanjanan Yamunatira Vanachari Yamuna Tiravanachari Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Jai Radha Kalachanji, Radha Kalachanji Radhe. Jai Radha Kalachanji, Radha Kalachanji Radhe. Jaya Jaya Jagannath 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 Jaya Jaya Jagannath Jaya Jaya Baladev 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 Jaya Jaya Baladev
Jai Shri Prabhupada, you play such nice, what do they say, tunes or licks on the Madanga. George, it is very good to have you here this morning, always. Uh, it is quite chilly here in the universe, in this universe that we're in, so I'm always... Uh, I'm always appreciative of those that show up in the morning, regardless of the weather, regardless of your proximity to the temple. It doesn't mean that if someone's here, they're not sincere, but when you show up in situations like this, in the state that we're in, You are obviously seeking Krishna, and you obviously have the association of Krishna. Uh, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Thirty-nine. Samane bala muda stre nam chanu Apramano vitu batir ishwaram pataro yatta. Samane bala muda 
Srenam chanu vrataraha Apramana vidobatu Ishwaram atayo yatta Tamaniya bala mudaha Srenam chanu vrataraha Apramana vidobatu Ishwaram atayo yattaha Um, anyone, uh, oh, I'm sorry, anyone that wants to repeat this, please feel free to do so. Sometimes I get on a roll. Tam, unto Lord Krishna, unto Lord Shri Krishna, Mania took it for granted. Abala, delicate, mudaha, because of simplicity. One who is dominated by his wife. Cha, also. Anuvratam, follower. Raha, lonely place. Apramanavida, unaware of the extent of glories. Bataha. Of their husband, Ishwaram, the supreme controller, Mata Mataya, thesis, 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 Ayataha, as it is. And the translation here is the simple and delicate women truly thought that Lord Sri Krishna, their beloved husband, followed them and was dominated by them. They were unaware of the extent of the glories of their husband as the atheist are unaware of him as the supreme controller. Again, the simple and delicate women truly thought that Lord Sri Krishna, their beloved husband, followed them and was dominated by them. They were unaware of the extent of the glories of their husband. As the atheist, are unaware of him as the supreme controller. Purport. Even the transcendental wives of Lord Sri Krishna did not know completely the unfathomable glories of the Lord. This ignorance is not mundane because there is some action of the internal potency of the Lord in the exchange of feelings between him and his eternal associates. The Lord exchanges transcendental relations in five ways. As proprietor, master, friend, son, and lover. 
And in each of these pastimes, he plays fully by the potency of Yogamaya, the internal potency. He plays exactly like an equal friend with the cowherd boys or even with friends like Arjuna. He plays exactly like a son in the presence of Yasodamata. He plays exactly like a lover in the presence of the cowherd damsels. And he plays exactly like a husband in the presence of the queens of Dwarka. Such devotees of the Lord never think of the Lord as the supreme, but think of him exactly as a common friend, a pet, son, or a lover, or husband, very much dear to heart and soul. That is the relationship between the Lord and his transcendental devotees, who act as his associates in the spiritual sky, where there are innumerable Vaikuntha planets. When the Lord descends, he does so along with his entourage to display a complete picture of the transcendental world, where pure love and devotion for the Lord prevail without any mundane tinge of lording it over the creation of the Lord. Such devotees of the Lord are all liberated souls, perfect representations of the marginal or internal potency in complete negation of the influence of the external potency. The wives of Lord Sri Krishna were made to forget the immeasurable glories of the Lord by the internal potency so that there might not be any flaws of exchange. And they took it for granted that the Lord was a henpecked husband, always following them in lonely places. In other words, even the personal associates of the Lord do not know him perfectly well. So what do the thesis writers or mental speculators know about the transcendental glories of the Lord? The mental speculators present different theses as to his becoming the cause of the creation, the ingredients of the creation, or the material and efficient cause of the creation, etc. But all this is but partial knowledge about the Lord. Factually, they are as ignorant as the common man. The Lord can be known by the mercy of the Lord only, and by no other means. But since the dealings of the Lord with his wives are based on pure transcendental love and devotion, the wives are all on the transcendental plane without material contamination. Thus in the Bhaktivedanta purports of the first canto, 
11th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled, Lord Krishna's Entrance into Dwarka. Namo Vishnu Krishna Stai Bhutale Shri Madhi Bhakti Tirta Swami Tanamani Namaste Krishna Pai Prabhupada Shri Shri Guru Karuna Shakti Tirta Swami Tanamani For those that are listening, um, and even in our immediate community, when I pray like that, I'm just giving um, honors to my guru, and as you would, your guru, um, for the mercy that is extended to devotees, disciples, it is not a simple thing to take to Krishna consciousness, reading the scriptures, understanding the scriptures, Bridging sometimes, and bridging, in a sense, is when there's a gap of understanding, helping to bridge it. Sometimes the bridging is taken as lightly speaking of the scriptures, but it really isn't. Sometimes it has to be broken down, especially in Kali Yuga, when there's so much confusion in the mind. It is a special blessing to be able to hear the scriptures, what to say of getting to understand them just a little bit, what to say of even being in the association of the Lord in the temple. In chapter 11, Text in Canto 1, Chapter 11, the main topic has been about the Lord's process, his progress, his coming into Dorka. And it speaks of how he is received, how there is so much pomp and circumstance, so much so much honor that is given to him, so much love, and as is stated in the scriptures, he reciprocates regardless of the level of the residence of the occupants of Dorka, and they are all highly elevated. Here they are in the presence of the Lord. And because he does not have any special favors among them, he greets them, no matter who they are, no matter what they do. That's the nice part about the scriptures. They are not written for just any one person. They are written for anyone and everyone that is receptive to the understanding that the Lord is the supreme personality of Godhead. There is no other. He has always been and he always will be. And it speaks of how those 
Endwalker have developed various relationships with the Lord. I'm just summing up to get to text 39. And it speaks of how the residents of Dorker and no doubt other locations can establish and have established a relationship with the Lord. Some as the dear most friend, some as is indicated, a pet son, a lover or a husband, one that is very dear to the heart and soul. And all through the scriptures, what is spoken of is relationships with the Lord. And through all of the Vedic scriptures, if you really think of it, it all alludes to the fact that there is a connection between us and the Lord. And in this material world, it is very important to reestablish that relationship because we've forgotten. In contact with the material world, we've become, our senses have become contaminated. And there was a time when they were not so much contaminated, when we recognized the Lord as a friend. We didn't really, it was, it was very natural. The Lord is a person, so the relationship was very natural. It's like, but not the same as the relationship with your, 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 uh, relative, uh, uh, a dear friend, uh, someone that you love deeply. And it has to come to a point where when you're taking to Krishna consciousness, when you're understanding Krishna consciousness, it is so very important to develop a relationship with the Lord. You don't have to be in India. You don't have to be in France. You don't have to be in Africa to just develop a relationship with the Lord. You can be anywhere in the planet. Anywhere in any of the three worlds. We are very fortunate to have established a spot on this material planet in the human body, which is very dear, to have the opportunity to take to Krishna consciousness, God consciousness. Because that gives us an opportunity to get back home, back to our original home, back to Godhead. And it constantly is amazing to see how many of us have the opportunity even to have our own temples, our own altars in the home, and what to say of those that are able to visit the Doms, and we don't recognize the importance of who the Lord is. We don't, we don't get it. So constantly through the scriptures, we're getting bits and pieces. We're getting um, examples of the Lord, the uh, Rasas, the Leelas that take place, and they're all to help us better understand our relationship the relationships that have existed with the Lord 
And it also should help us to understand how possible it is for each of us to have some association with the Lord in this material world. Now, there's an old saying that one can be in the world but not of it. And that is also true in the scriptures. You can be in this world. You can hear all of the things that are going on in the world. You can choose to be affected by it, by the relationships of others, by uh, the constant decline in the morale, morale system, in politics, in society, in science, in all, whatever it is they put in the news, you could either become a part of that and accept it as a true reality or understand that it is, a, in essence, it's there, but it is illusory. It is not the real world. It is not your world. And in order to rise above that, you must, you should take to Krishna consciousness. It is not easy. It is never easy, but the yours are amazing. Absolutely amazing. But you'll never know until you take that first step. Now, here in chapter 11, text 39, we understand the Lord's pastimes as it relates to it, it just a bit, just a bit in how it relates to his having 16,108 wives. And we think, oh, what kind of person is this? Well, first of all, <laughs> he is uncommon. There is no relationship that you can Describe that matches who our Lord is. Is uncommon. We cannot duplicate it. We cannot even think to understand that this is like the common relationship in the material world. It is not. The wives, the transcendental wives who have had many millions of years to have an opportunity to take birth to be his wives. But yet and still, so that you understand this is not like the, the mundane material world, the Lord is totally unaffected by the relationships that he has. They are not the same as the relationships in the material world because those are perverted. Those are the complete opposite of the way relationships are in the spiritual world, Krishna Loka, completely. So try not to attach the understanding that here's this person who has so much lust that he can marry 16,108 wives. It's not, it's not like that at all, which is why it is very important when you come to have an opportunity to listen to the scriptures that you do not take it as, oh, it's just like me. The Lord has similarity. We have similarities like the Lord, but we are nothing like the Lord. 
what is happening in the scriptures is that we are given an example of how to live our lives. The Lord plays like a husband. He cares for the wives. He's there when, in whatever aspect, the relationship of marriage that we know of, he's there for them. But he is not so attached as they think that he can be dominated by him. He can be dominated by no one. He's giving an example of how to live in each of the texts, in each of the cantos. And at some point in time, after we've read the scriptures over and over again, it will come to us. This is a lesson. These are footprints. These are steps back to Godhead. These are steps back to who we are. We are so lost in thinking that the reality is where we are right now. It really isn't. It's like we're in a deep sleep, and we've taken a dream, and this is our dream. But when we wake up, we'll realize that these material bodies are just that material bodies. They're like vessels that contain the soul, and that our real life is so much better than what we're living than the way we're living. So sometimes we have to tolerate, but we have to take the opportunity to learn from the scriptures. In text, in chapter 11, I, uh, we see that there is mention in chapter 11, yes, in chapter 11 there is mention of a point of interest, and I'll just mention it slightly, that the, let me get this right, so that um, it doesn't come back <laughs> to haunt me. But in essence, the, the uh, nature of the humans uh is feminine energy, regardless of the body that you are in right now. It is feminine energy because we are the enjoyed. The Lord is the enjoyer. And that should pretty much explain a little bit about who we are, what we should be doing, what is important is that we understand our relationships with each other. Whatever the relationship is with whoever it is that is very close to you, the relationship is one in which you are supposed to learn something from a previous life, something that has happened in the past that has put you back here with the surroundings of the individuals that you are surrounded by, there's a reason by it. There are no accidents. Now, that will hit some of us hard because we'll think, well, there was an accident that took place here or there, and it took lives as heartfelt as that can be. There are no accidents. In the relationships that we have, 
and those that we are surrounded by and the paths that we cross. We've crossed these paths before. So we're kind of like here to get it right this time so that we don't have to keep coming back in these bodies. What is it, 8,400,000? And I think 400,000 are human, humanoid. But we're supposed to be here to get it right so that we don't have to keep repeating this body. And this body is priceless. Do you know how many souls are waiting to possess a body? And some are not even waiting to possess. Some will possess, but that's another story. But there are so many individuals, so many souls that are waiting to take a body, to take birth in this world so that they can get back home because they know this is not their home. So understand, whatever it is you're going through, it's temporary. It is temporary. You are also given the intelligence for knowledge if you become receptive to it. You are also given the intelligence to forget things. And in my case, or in most of the cases, it's to forget things that have no significance so that you can progress and not be bogged down by whatever happened in the past. What I'm saying is we are given the tools to understand that we are all one big family. We're all part of the Lord, of the Lord, but yet we are not the Lord. We are in him, but we are not him. We are, how is this? Uh, it's kind of like saying in the world and not of it. But the point that I'm making is that we're one big family. And when we cease to understand that, and we behave like strangers when we behave in such a way that we do not recognize that there is some similarity in all of us. The blood. You prick my finger, I will bleed. You prick your finger, you will bleed. We bleed, we have the same organs internally, you know, if you break it down, there really isn't a lot of difference. We've created the differences in ignorance. We have created the differences in all that is going on in the world. We have separated ourselves. And if we go back and we look at the fact that there is no need for separation, we're all one, we're all part of the whole that our business is to serve Krishna and even more so to serve the servant of the servant of Krishna. It's like when you have family, when you have friends and someone does something really nice for them, your heart gets really big. You feel really good about that. That makes you happy. It makes Krishna also very happy when we serve each other in the mood of love and affection, and compassion. If the world operated in such a way that everyone was God-conscious, the necessity for the wars will not even be there. The wars come, 
and the wars go because there are times when we have to, how we say, downsize society because you have those individuals that are going to be miscreants and there has to be, be a way to resolve that. And in situations where wars exist, you'll notice that the change of power is such that it is constantly changing and it will continue to constantly change until we understand that there is no difference in each and every one of us. I just thought I'd mention that, but getting back to uh, text 39, the Lord allows us to have association with him so that we can develop some type of relationship to get back to the spiritual world. He even goes so far as to come into the world, as he did over 500 years ago as Lord Chaitanya, to show us how a devotee should worship the Lord. He never said he was the Lord, but those around him knew there was something exceptional about him. He has given us step-by-step instructions, examples, and when we take to Krishna consciousness, when we take to cleansing our energies, when we cleanse ourselves, when we go through purification and understand who we are, we have a much better chance of getting on the path of devotional service because the ego is not there. Now, that was a big hop, skip, and jump to devotional path, but in order to get back to Godhead, in order to get back to the Lord, devotional service is one of the quickest paths. Yes, it is important to chant, to read, have association, and to take advantage of opportunities of listening, uh, hearing, shruti. It is very important. Why we are here in most situations that are troubling is called damashaglani, and that's, dis, that's misuse of the human being, the human nature. We're misusing we're misusing our, our, our very energies, our bodies. We're misusing it all, complete opposite of everything that says, I am not or never have been <laughs> related to any superior energy. I am just me. Now, that was probably another one that was a hop, skip, and jump. But the point is, we misuse the energy, our bodies, our nature. We misuse it. That's what's happening in the world today. It's being misused, and various things come upon us. Now, plagues come upon us. Wars come upon us. And right now in the situation that we're in, this has come up on us. Who knows how many times there's going to be a variation of whatever this is out there. But it will be there until we use our energies, until we properly take advantage of the shelter of the Lord. 
we cannot do anything. We will never, ever be successful unless we take shelter of the Lord. Lakshmi and Krishna are always together. Always. Lakshmi's energetic. She's constantly moving here and there and here and there. But then the Lord is so beautiful that she's she can't leave the Lord. I'm saying that to say, your Lakshmi, your money will come and go. You will be very rich, but then you may not stay rich very long. You may be very healthy, but that will change also. There's a reason behind all of these situations. But be prepared for them. It may happen to you. It may not. But sometimes the Lord has to take things away from you in order for you to appreciate it. So on a quick note, if you've been given something, if the Lord has arranged that you have something, take really good care of it, whoever and whatever it is. You're given things And you're given the opportunity to show the Lord how you will use what he has given you. If you misuse it, you will lose it. You can't take it with you anyway. But we are given so many opportunities to have really good health, uh, minds, uh, wealth. You name it, we have the opportunity, but they, nothing is ever permanent in the material world. What is permanent is our relationship with the Lord. What is also interesting is that there are so many different levels of relationships, as is mentioned here in text 39. But the bottom line is to become a devotee of the Lord, to take shelter. There is no other way. There is no other way. There is no other way. And even though what I will read from the scriptures or what anyone else will read from the scriptures may seem different depending on who's speaking, the whole point is you're lost. You're not at home. Here is how to get back. Now that sounds simplistic, but it really is if you surrender and just drop your guard and just put yourself in a position that says, Lord, I totally surrender to you, whatever it is you think is best for me. Allow me to have it. Allow me to accept whatever it is that you put me through or take me through because in the long run, it is for your true benefit. The very fact that we are here, we've done something really good to actually be in the association of devotees, to be in the association of the Lord in the Dom. So you've got that one up going for you. Whatever you do, whatever you do, if you are in contact with Krishna consciousness, don't ever leave it. There are going to be a lot of challenges when you begin to favor Krishna consciousness. And yes, I'm going away from the text a little bit, but the point is, I'm thinking about the things and the experiences that I've had. And I'm thinking about all the things that led me to Krishna consciousness. And they have been situations that were very troubling. Never could figure out a way out. Never. 
I always think that if I write a book, I'll have to leave the country because of all the things that have happened in my life. Your story may be different. Mine is different in such a way that maybe my communication when I'm reading the scriptures is a little different. But the point is, I'm sharing with you what is actually in the scriptures. I am living a life and have lived a life in such a way that I have seen the dangers. I've seen the Lord take possession away, and yet I still live and I still thrive. And I am becoming more and more understanding of the fact that there is no way that I could exist possibly without the Lord. And that it's a pretty nice life. It's a pretty cool life. It really is nice. When you understand what he has in store for you, you're not going to miss a thing because it's even better than what you're doing. My life has been a little bit controversial because in some senses I am. Whatever I'm feeling, I try to think about it, but I speak it. Um, I'm very serious about um, looking or uh, defending the downtrodden. So that means sometimes I will say things that other people will not say, but I take it and say it with the understanding that I am under the shelter of the Lord, and I try not to offend anyone. This is my life, and from time to time I'll share it with you, but I speak from a position of experience and understanding that when I tell you, or when I say to you, to chant, simple as that, start chanting, Start reading the scriptures a little bit. Even if you don't understand it, read a little bit. Read a line. Read two lines. Very important to have sadhu sangha. Very important to have association of devotees. Find a friend, someone that you can trust in Krishna consciousness that can be the friend that you need to take yourself to different levels in Krishna consciousness. If you don't have that person, pray to Krishna. I've never known him not to answer a prayer. Pray to him. Listen to other experiences. Try to do service for Krishna, whatever it is. There is no such thing as menial service for the Lord. Sweeping the temple, helping to clean the temple, cutting up prasadam. There are so many different services that... None of us should be so attached to any service because there's always something to do. And sometimes I'll see the most dedicated individuals doing things where they don't have a title, where they're people that are coming into the temple that are doing service, and they're far more dedicated sometimes than those that are considered devotees. So there is nothing insignificant that you can do to be in the association of the Lord. And at a time like this, when it is so necessary and needed, please take shelter of the Lord. You will not survive what is going on in the world right now, in the future, unless you understand your relationship with the Lord and unless you take shelter. There is nothing else that will ever do it. 
how do I know? <laughs> because I've tried. I've tried different things. None of them work. None of them are permanent. They're always temporary. What I've found is consistent is the Lord. He has consistently been consistent. And it has always been for my benefit. And it will always be for your benefit. And I pray that at least you will understand at least a, a, a bit of what I'm saying so that it will interest you enough to take shelter of the Lord by whatever path you take, bona fide path that leads you to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Whatever you do, do it in a mood of offering service to the Lord. What you do in your life, do it in the mode of offering or dovetailing it to Krishna. That'll make us think a lot about what we do. If what you do every day, you think, okay, so I'm going to offer this to Krishna. You don't offer him nonsense. You don't offer him anger. You don't offer him lust. You learn what to offer Krishna and watch how your life changes. It will, just by chanting. Just by reading. Just by association. Just with the understanding of what you hear and what you read. But understand it cannot be done alone. Yes, we did go far off track, text 39, but the point is, the Lord offers us so many different ways that we can come to him, that we can have relationships with him. There is no excuse. And you are surrounded by individuals, devotees here in the temple, that have had the experiences, that know that what we're reading in the scriptures is absolute, it is true, and from time to time, approach someone that seems approachable and have a little Krishna kata with them. It is so powerful, it is so enlightening, and it is so enlivening to speak about your true life. And your true life is a child of the Lord and how it is in the spiritual world. Do not believe for one, do not believe for one moment that in this material world you cannot have some association with the Lord. Live your life as a devotee. Krishna will make his appearances with you. Krishna will make his appearances with you when he deems it necessary. It is not impossible. And I think that's what gets people when they think, oh, what is she talking about? I can have association with the Lord. I can almost, I can see him. Yes, you can. It depends on what's going on in your life and how sincere you are to the level of sincerity that you are showing is the level of reciprocation that the Lord gives you. When you start to go back in your life and look at all those miracles and situations where you've barely missed something or you've been given something that you can't imagine why it has been given to you think about how are you getting these things we get so much so many miracles that happen in life and we don't connect the dots connect the dots krishna is giving you constantly situations and points of entrance of entrance 
that should let you know he is in your life. Start looking back at how you came to this point of Krishna consciousness. Somewhere in a previous life you did something that was leading to this point, and now you are having the opportunity to continue. Take advantage of it. Do take advantage of it. So, again, reading the scriptures takes you into different worlds. And if there's any question of it, listen to me because I I can have the scripture right in front of me. Text. And it takes you various places when you are in the association of devotees. When you're in the association of the Lord, let him take let him take whatever it is that you have and let him do what he needs to do so that you eventually get back home, back to Godhead. It is a glorious place. It is a place where there are there is no need for light. Everything is sparkling, shining so much that it illuminates. There's no need. There's no need for any type of lighting. Live your life in such a way that you have the opportunities to maybe see this before you get there because it is possible. But understand, as a devotee, there will be trials and tribulations, but they're necessary because we've come here and we have no business being here, but we've done it. In most cases, because we wanted to be like the Lord. Go through whatever it is you need to get through because whatever it is, whether it's unpleasant or pleasant, you need to get through it because there's something even better. There is something so much better than what we're doing right now. And right now we're in a school of learning, school of hard knocks. Some of us are barely on that learning curve of learning who we are and what we need to do. Okay. Again, in text 39, we are shown that the Lord gives us not only the citizens of Dwarka, but he gives each and every one of us an opportunity to have a relationship with him. As is mentioned in the scriptures, we can be the Lord's friend. He can be our friend. He can be the best relative, the best lover, but in a pure sense of the word. Here in Dwarka, He's showing you how uncommon he is, how you cannot duplicate him, but yet and still, how one can live a life, and in this particular case, as you will see many times, in a relationship, as husband and wife, it gives you different instructions on how to be a good husband, how to be a good wife, how to be a good friend, how to be a good son, how to be a good... Whatever it is, there are instructions here. Don't miss the point by focusing on how it is delivered. If it is not delivered in such a way that is favorable to you, 
always pick up the scriptures and read them. We'll all have a different understanding of it, but it should all have the essence of what is in the scriptures. Read, chant, take association, listen. Listen to bona fide scriptures. And that's another thing, too. I want to make a quick note. On um, It came up last week in the Srimad Bhagavatam as to which is which. We are reading the Srimad, uh, not the Srimad Bhagavatam, but the Bhagavad Gita. It is accepted. And as is on the ISKCON, as a matter of fact, what I briefly felt or understood is that our Bhagavad Gita that we're reading is the second edition, just real briefly. It is uh, orange or gold, the color of it, but I wanted to express the the uh, edition of the Bhagavad Gita that is accepted here in ISKCON. And if there is a change, then it will be done by the GBC. But this is the scriptures that we are reading from. It was written and edited in, I believe, 1971, and then again in 1983, the printing, 72. And the Bhaktivedanta Book Trust had it printed again in 1983, so... The point I'm making uh, off track of what we're talking about right now is that is the Bhagavad Gita as it is. It is very important that we read the proper books. I'm not saying that there is not information out there, but this is information that is complete as it is. No mundane touching up. Sometimes what we see uh, on Internet misses the whole context the crux of what's in the Bhagavad Gita. So it's very important to read um, what is recommended by um, the GBC, what is accepted by the International Society of Krishna Consciousness. Sometimes we get off track because we're not reading the proper editions of the scriptures. Is it wrong? It depends on what information you want. Do you want it right, or do you want it diluted? Um, that's the question I guess one would have to ask themselves. But I wanted to clear that up um, so that there's no misunderstanding. It was written as the Bhagavad Gita, as it is, and it is intended as it is. We don't need to um, interpret it extra it is very clear and concise, and sometimes when it is being read, we will, one will break it down for even better understanding. And it actually, it is necessary in Kali Yuga to understand what you read. The worst thing in the world is to sit and listen to someone speak over your head, and they think you understand, and they look at like you're supposed to understand, but you don't. So... I think it's very good that we understand what we're supposed to be reading. And I think that we are all blessed to have the opportunity to have someone 
read it to us and explain it. And if it does not make sense, ask questions. Always ask questions. Never follow anything blindly. I don't believe Srila Prabhupada did. We shouldn't either. But anyway, we'll end at this point. Um, Prabhu, do you have any questions? You come here so dedicated, and you listen so nicely. And I am praying that you do understand what is being read, and you take shelter of it, because when you do, your life will never be the same again. The perfection that you have will never be matched by anything else. And you are very fortunate, as we all are, to be here in the association of the Lord. Did you have any questions, Prabhu? Thank you so much for being here. I'll end at this point. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Gaur Pramananda Jai. Shri Shri Radha Kala Chanji Dham Ki Jai.